Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, Doug, Melly Mel Mellard. Hey, Dougie D.B. Benson. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You and I met in Austin, Texas. That's correct. That's also where I met our guest today. Improviser, actor, novelist, director, Owen Edgerton. Ooh, fantastic. And you've met him before, right? You did. I actually did. Yeah, I did the last in-person South by Southwest, one of the last uh, Doug Loves movies you did there before all of this. Uh, When we do it, was that at the State Theater? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Paramount. Yeah, on the Saturday during the music half of uh, South by, we always do a Doug Loves movies at the State Theater. And it was you and... Owen and I think Harmar. Yeah, Harmar Superstar is always an awesome guest. Um, he's got a, a, what do you call it now? A Yorkie that he's always posting pictures of. <laughs> it's adorable. It's named Figgy. <laughs> Figgy, that's a good name. Yeah, <laughs> for, especially for a tiny dog. Although it might be a funny name for a huge dog. Um, so yeah, so you already, you, you're familiar with... Uh, I am. He's going to be great with the answers today. Come up with some good uh, questions for him. And it should be a good time. So let's go to work. Jacked up now. It, me, it always makes me laugh knowing that our guest is hearing that uh, oh, yeah. for the first time. Wow. <laughs> this is definitely one of the better reactions. A belly laugh is good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I like it. Uh, hello, Owen. Hi, Doug. And, and Doug. Hello. I realized when I wrote down hello, Owen, that like that's a fun thing to just smash together into one word. Hello, Owen. Hello, Owen. Hello, and yeah. <laughs> you must have a lot of fun with the name Owen around Halloween. <laughs> I, do. Hello, Owen. <laughs> I do. I do. I have the name Owen all year long. Um, well, it is like Halloween all year long these days. Everybody's <laughs> got masks on and um, eating candy. People's, yeah, they're approaching other people's homes with. <laughs> <laughs> trepidation um, <laughs> uh how has your year been owen have you what have, have you turned to writing more books or making more films or what what is your uh you i know? spend a lot of time in my shed uh just a little, <laughs> whoa i know it's <laughs> kind of sad and it's uh, there's a possum in here and i'm in here now <laughs> and uh there was a possum i think actually i'm not sure we had, you know, we had this big Texas freeze uh, last last week or two weeks ago, I guess, last right. month. Yeah, and um, and and that messed with the animals in my shed quite a bit. The critters and the sh- like, some moved in and some moved out. <laughs> it, it threw the whole state into a flux. Uh, I I don't know. I actually a lot of the gigs have kind of kept up writing wise. I'm still writing, you know. It's and and some stuff. There was some there was some directing gigs that fell back and 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 went went away and <laughs> I was really excited about something I had going with Quibi. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
<laughs> that was my. I didn't mean to laugh at that. <laughs> that. That was my golden cow. That was going to be like, oh yeah, oh. kids, you can go to college. Quibby's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the, the the opposite happened for me. I wasn't sad when Quibby went away because they didn't. Uh, I, I wasn't doing doing a show with them. <laughs> I was like, like, sorry, kids, Quibby. Quibby. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so there's nothing like, um, that's like that you've made that's like about to come out. You're still like doing various things. Pretty much. I'm, I'm funny enough. Like I'm, I'm actually, I'm about to start recording a podcast, like a narrative podcast I'm doing with Rooster Teeth, which is fun. And it was the idea, like we, we had sort of been playing around with this idea, but we sold it, uh, we sold it when it was like when people realize they couldn't be on set for a while. Sure. I'm like, oh, you can record a podcast, well, as you guys know, <laughs> from, yeah, yeah. From, your, right. from your sheds. Yeah, as long as our, as long as our computers are working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but no, nothing, nothing immediate's coming out. Uh, yeah, everything's, everything's still got a bit of time ahead of it. Yeah, well, also it just gives people time to, uh, you know, just luxuriate in all the uh, stuff you've already created. Um, I would hope so to bathe, to bathe in my, obviously, you know, thinking about you and, uh, master pancake theater, uh, a lot this week with the, uh, the very sad closure of the Alamo draft house Ritz in downtown Austin. Yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, that is bummer news. Um, so, so sad. That place is so cool. And I have so many memories there and, uh, yeah, memories of you especially because you at the Master Pancake shows that I participated in had a tendency to risk your own life uh, way too often <laughs> uh, with the you know, crazy physical pratfalls on that uh, stage that's so high off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It is a little too high off the ground. I, I had kind of. There was part of me that was like, I might die up here. Like, like, like not now, but like, it was like a seventy-year-old like doing a show. And dying, I was like, that would be okay. That'd be an okay <laughs> way to go. Like a prat fall off that stage, but now it's not gonna happen. That stage is gone. Uh, I've got, you know, we did for many years, we did uh, uh, at the uh, South by Southwest, we would, I would get together with you and the Master Pancake uh, team group, and we would, um, we would do the Leprechaun movies. Yeah. Uh, we still, there's still a couple of crappy leprechaun movies out there that we didn't get to yet. We were going to do one last year at uh, South by, and then of course, uh, South by was canceled last year, got canceled again this year. Um, oh, I should mention though, that I did a Doug loves movies for the virtual version of South by. Did you do anything for the virtual South by Owen? No. Oh, oh sorry. Excuse <laughs> me. Yeah, I'm not asking you, Doug. <laughs> I, Fuck you all the time. <laughs> I did. I did not. I didn't. I didn't do it. Wait, well, it's not too late. I think they're still. <laughs> you still say, might get. They still might knock on your door. Um, I don't even know, like how, you know, the dates or when you know. I just know that people can you know genuinely sign up for a virtual South by, and there'll be lots of movies and panels and uh, events and stuff that people could check out. And uh, I'll talk more about it um, in the future. But why did I bring it up? <laughs> I think you were talking about Master doing Leprechaun. Oh yeah, that we did Leprechaun movies, and that there's still a couple left. But the, uh, the reason I brought them up is because since you are a uh, ginger, so as they say, <laughs> and um, and and not you know not seven feet tall, uh, <laughs> you would always be uh, tapped to uh, behave as the Leprechaun in the uh, mid movie sketch that Master Pancake always does, and. Um, yeah, it. I, I have I have footage of one of them where it just looked like just an insane leprechaun monster thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was like the 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 reboot when the leprechaun was just it was a monster. It wasn't a it wasn't a little redheaded person from Ireland. There was no shenacles or shenarlies. It was just a it was just a little monster, right? It, it was just a a, a weird like mole type thing terrifying 
Yeah. And so I, I have some fun footage of that. Maybe I'll, uh, you know, I'll post it along with this, uh, this episode. Um, so people can see what a weirdo you are. Uh, <laughs> how it. many total leprechaun movies are there? Oh. Well, it's crazy because, you know, especially nowadays, they, 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 you know, they keep attempting to uh, kind of reboot it. I, th- you know, I think uh, they'll they'll always be Leprechaun movies, but the ones that were part of the series, I think there was five or six official ones. But it was funny the the rules would change from movie to movie. Like in the first movie, he everything he says is a rhyme. And then the rest of the movies, it's, it's, you know, it's just up to, you know, how everybody, the mood of everybody on set that day, I guess. Because <laughs> he doesn't, uh, he's not terribly consistent. And, uh, you know, he goes to space. He goes to the hood. <laughs> then he goes, he goes back to the hood. They have like. He goes back to the hood because, I mean, why did he leave the hood? The hood is the perfect place for the leprechaun. <laughs> Like the, they realized they did. They, I mean, um, they struck gold when they realized that the leprechaun could go to the hood for whatever reason. I was like, this has the, been the most successful incarnation of this yet. Is the leprechaun in the hood? So. <laughs> yeah, and they, uh, you know, um, I think Ice T's in one of them. Right. Wild, wild movies. We had a lot of fun making fun of them. Uh, R.I.P. Alamo Ritz. Aww. You think? I mean, da- that's the other thing is downtown Austin is such a weird place to have a movie theater just because there's always so much, you know, activity and a lot of it, you know, is crowds and it can get crazy. Do you think someone else will try to turn that building into, you think like AMC will sweep in or something? Or do you think that it, they'll just, it won't be a movie theater anymore? I gosh, man, I doubt it. It, it- it was, I mean, the, Alamo, the the pancake shows did really well, but there was a reason that the Alamo said, like, you guys can have Fridays and Saturdays um, because it was hard. It was hard to sell tickets for a movie um, it, when, when, yeah, when there's a thousand drunk uh, college students uh, <laughs> yeah. rubbing on you. Um, which doesn't yeah, sound it's bad. like trying to watch a movie in the middle of a party. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't I don't think so. I, I think just that I imagine I gotta guess like I guess the rent there must be pretty high. So no, it's probably gonna be like a Planet Hollywood. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a bar beforehand. It was the Ritz. Yeah, that's right. So, it used to be yeah. a really cool punk bar. I could see it becoming either another bar or another restaurant. But yeah, it's, it, it is a weird place as you both pointed out to like, I mean, what are they going to do with all those uh, movie theater seats? I guess they can just keep them to put in another location. If they, the next time they open a, a, a theater, I guess. So when they closed down, like the original location was on Colorado street in Austin and it was just a one room thing. And it was like, it was beautiful. I loved that place. And it, it like had like behind the curtains that would separate it from the other buildings were just bales of hay. That was the sound uh, for the theater to keep the sound in it was just just bales of hay and exposed pipes <laughs> and needles would just fall out of random places. But when they had their final night, they uh, after like we had played movies all night and people were doing shots and everything, and then they gave people these tools and anyone who wanted to could could remove a seat and take it home with them. So they got they just got it cleaned out in that way in a really good way that people people have seats from the original Alamo in their houses. Wow. <laughs> I've seen that from time to time. People just have like a couple of movie theater seats, like, you know, in their home. I, I always think it's pretty cool. Like I wouldn't sit in them very much. Right. But... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I wonder what they can, I mean, the Ritz, like that whole building, like it's got like his old, old history. Like it was a movie theater like a hundred years ago. It was showing silent films and then it became like the bar and then it had a huge punk scene. Like the building's been through a lot. So um, I don't know, it'd be cool to see what happens next. I I don't know, I hope something good, I hope something good happens. Or it's a Barnes and Noble, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I just, I just pictured downtown Austin, how, how sad it is to, that, you know, uh, it's had such a bad year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, tough. But, Real quick, because I don't, you know, I don't like to get into this too much because it's depressing. But oh, when you're in Texas, mm. 
and you have a family and you yourself have have a pre-existing condition yeah so how, where are you at with the governor just saying hey let's all not wear masks anymore uh yeah uh i <laughs> i'm uh really angry about it um <laughs> like it's it's uh like it's infuriating uh, you know and we that freeze as well Texas. Oh yeah, it's like you've been like first of all totally screwed over by what that stupid, weird you know power grid they have there, in Texas. Yeah. It's, and then blaming it on the windmills and yeah, solar. it's been a bad month. Right. Well, Doug, Doug, you're from you're from Texas too, right? Yes. Yeah. It's it's been hard the last twenty four hours seeing uh, all my Texan you know family and friends just screaming at each other or screaming at at the void, I guess, but. It's 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 sad, and everybody's angry, except for I guess the yahoos that think <laughs> this never existed to begin with. Yeah, that are thrilled. It's it's scary. I hate it. It it's just so it's so infuriating. It's just <laughs> just yeah. Especially right after what just happened. Like there's already been so much going on, and then for Biden to announce that there would be vaccines by May for everyone. Uh, you know, that's that's a weird timing for Abbott to just be like, time to open up. Like, can't yeah, wait I mean, a month or two. Yeah, now that we've got this May date, why not everybody focus on that, getting all the shots, and then, you know, like, just doing it now is just like, it's going to create all these extra spikes that are just absolutely and unnecessary. variants and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just bizarre. And that guy's been, that Governor Abbott's just been, been screwy from from jump and uh, i i just i don't understand how he got elected yeah well that's another thing that we got we have a we have bad voter suppression in all kinds of ways Jerry yeah and all kinds of weird stuff it's just it was just a mess I just, <laughs> just, just makes me so upset and and the truth is i mean in that freeze people died People died because there was greed, and and uh, and companies made a bunch of money under the false uh, cause of freedom uh, that were not regulated, were not controlled by the states, and and people died. They found people dead in their houses who froze to death while other people got rich. And Ted Cruz went to Cancun. Yeah. And now, now because of this latest announcement, people are going to die. People are going yeah. to die because the governor felt it was a really cool move to get the attention of him off of what had happened during the freeze to go on the day of Texas Independence Day, because that's what March 2nd is, is Texas Independence Day, um, independence from Mexico, <laughs> independence or we stole a piece of land, <laughs> Yeah, depending <laughs> on how you want to word it. And he's like, independence, look, you can, you don't have to wear masks. Hey, every, everything's 100% open and, and that's going to cost lives too. And it's, it's. It's just uh, stop looking at this fire. Here's another fire. Check it out. <laughs> God, what a mess. Yeah, um, it's uh, they should change the, the slogan from "Don't mess with Texas" to "Texas is a mess." <laughs> um, but well, we, we you know hang in there and let's move on to more frivolous discussions. Starting oh, with <laughs> um, this is of course wide world of Doug's. Owen and we talk about uh, names and how they affect our lives. How are you with the name Owen? Is that really what you guys talk about? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the things we talk about. Yeah. Uh um, just because uh, I'll, you know, I'll just quickly say that we think you know we think pretty strongly, and this show has really been enforcing that, reinforcing that that the name Doug is kind of a, it's not the strongest name to have. And therefore uh, a lot of Dougs end up kind of uh, overachieving or, or excelling just to, uh, just to rise up above it. I think. Wow. You know, like there's a lot of Dougs in sports, you know what I mean? There's a lot of athletes named Doug, but. I will take your word for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, mostly because we, we found out when we were like, let's get Dougs to be on the show. There's only a handful. Of, there's only, you know, five or six Doug comedians. And then there's a couple few Doug actors. But like there's lots of Doug, uh, lots of Dougs in sports and in um, uh, politics. Yeah, politics. Um, 
And that's the ultimate goal of the show now is to get, uh, if you have any way to help us, we want to get a uh, second gentleman, Doug Emhoff, to be oh. uh, the ultimate Doug guest. Because right now he's the most powerful Doug in the world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we love his name being Doug in our house. We, we toast Doug quite often. <laughs> like, uh. Owen, like, I got to say, like, I never got, I never got beat up because I was named Owen but I think it was because people already knew they could beat me up because my name was Owen and they didn't have to bother to prove it. Like uh, I was, Owen was never a respected name in Texas growing up. And then, and then came along, throw mama from the train. And I got a lot of that. Owen. <laughs> I got oh, a lot well. of that. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. Yeah. Who was that? That was Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was Billy Crystal. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, that movie, I saw it again recently. It's, uh, there's not enough that happens in it to justify its length. Oh, really? <laughs> been, I think it would have been a better short. Uh, I remember when that movie came out, they promoted it by just showing little, little scenes. Like they did, the trailers were just set up punchline. And one of them was when, uh, you know, when, uh, Billy Crystal, or doesn't Danny DeVito hits Billy Crystal with a pan for no reason? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that being one of the yeah. scenes. And it's like, that's one of the funniest moments in the movie. And, and they just blow it out in the trailer. So then when you see the movie, you go, oh, I saw that already. <laughs> um, so how many Dougs have you known, Owen? Oh, my God. Uh, well, there's two here. Yeah. Uh, we had a sound guy named Doug for a while, really talented sound guy. He was also in the band Clap Clap. Um, that's it, I think I've only known three ducks. <laughs> no, I know I knew a fourth one. Uh, a really sweet guy who uh, works in helping homeless people in Austin. So I- Oh, oh that's a good Doug. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, Dougs are usually, I feel like Dougs tend to be kind of mild-mannered, good-natured, you know. I've like, never met a mean Doug. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're out there, but like, like Doug, the, the cartoon Doug, I think in real life, he's mean. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Got that look. When your name's Doug funny, it probably, probably gets on your nerves after a while. It's <laughs> <laughs> tired of being funny all the time. Some pent Is, up aggression for sure. Are people named, are you guys both Douglases? Mm -hmm. Yes. You should go by Douglas. <laughs> well, I, you know, I did the old SAG you know, when I joined SAG, there was already a Doug Benson. And so I said, okay, I'll just be Douglas. And then another Doug Benson's some kind of loser because I've never, never heard from him, never heard anything about him ever again. And uh, so I think he just got into SAG somehow and didn't, didn't really take advantage. It wasn't really an actor. And uh, so I've just been like relegated back to Doug with, uh, I don't even have, I didn't even have to do anything. You know, like there's a couple of, parts in movies I've done that my credit is Douglas Benson, but most of it's, they just sort it to Doug just cause that's what, you know, that's who shows up. You don't, you don't get a Douglas on the set. You get a Doug. <laughs> so do you have like on IMDB, like those credits in parentheses where appearing as <laughs> Douglas Benson? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. There's that. And then like, I, I don't know if it's there still, but I, I love when they do like for your name, it says Douglas and, and then in quotes, Doug, like it's a nickname and then that's it. It's just like, well, <laughs> Douglas, it's Douglas. not a nickname. It's a, it's a name. It's just the name <laughs> people use. Like they're not, you know, um, they're not having fun with my name, but that happens a lot too. And we've discussed that uh, on the show a lot. Richard um, Dick Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> another thing we do on the show, Owen, is we, Doug and I each write without consulting with each other, five questions for our guest wow specifically for you yes but what happens is <laughs> um we don't get to all the questions sometimes uh with the you know with the hour-long format we don't uh you know if we have a particularly chatty guest we don't get to all the questions and so what we do is we take the leftover questions and we just ask them ask the next guest <laughs> the questions we didn't get to on the last show. So if you don't mind, 
before we ask the questions written for you, yeah, we'd like to uh, we'd like you to eat some leftovers. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer the questions that were designed for someone else. Yeah, and we'll tell you who, and then we'll tell you the questions right after this break. We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. We're back. We're here with Owen Edgerton, who is on the edge of his seat. <laughs> the Edgerton of his seat. Um, wanting to know uh, who the previous guest was. It was a delightful lady who goes by the name Allison Rosen. Oh, yeah. Uh, she has a podcast called Allison Rosen is your new best friend. And we only got through five out of ten questions for her. So hopefully you can answer them, Owen. Um, I'll go first, because you've just got two left, right, Doug? Yeah. Okay. So I'll go first. Um, have you seen the show Pushing Daisies? Um, no. Okay, Doug, your turn. <laughs> I remember, though, I remember the visuals. Yeah, no, it's very, it's, you know, was... Um, the Brian Fuller was the showrunner, but uh, you know Barry Sonnenfeld uh, directed the uh, yeah. pilot. Speaking of Throw Mama from the Train, yeah. uh, he was the DP on that, and um, uh, he directed the pilot for Pushing Daisies and several episodes. So it very much has his like style. You know, it very much looks like uh, you know kind of Men in Black or yeah, uh, you know any of the stuff that he did. And um, I I just got into it again because i i watched it the first time but now it's uh, streaming on uh on hulu so uh i've been watching all of it again and uh i i just love it it's really uh so i just was going to ask allison that just to bring it up uh and, and talk about it a little bit you've never seen it melly mel i have not i am familiar with the great ween song by a similar title but i've not seen the show Oh, yeah, that Ween sounds amazing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Doug, it's your turn. All right. Owen slash Allison, in 2008, you won the title New York's Funniest Reporter. If you had to pick a current funniest reporter, who would it be? Oh, I can't remember winning that. That's so great. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you're so accomplished, you don't remember that. Yeah, uh, but see, I think, you know, the person I would give that award to, I'm trying to think of the writer. Oh, gosh, she she is um, the editor who wrote that she saw the plane land and uh, it gave her. Oh, it was Lauren Wolf. Lauren Wolf, who wrote the the tweet of like, I just saw uh, Biden's plane land. I've got sh uh, chills. And... Okay. And the, the freaks on the right kind of, like, what do you mean? Oh, my gosh, you're, you're totally one-sided. You're totally wrong. And she got, she got fired from the New York Times. And I think that's hilarious. No, I don't <laughs> think that's hilarious. I think, that's, I think she deserves so much more than that. She's actually a, a brilliant writer and a brilliant thinker. And I, I would give her any award it was in my power to give to a New York journalist. So she, got, she got fired for a tweet that just was kind of pro-Biden? It, I mean, you know what? I don't even know if you'd call it, you could call it pro-Biden. You could call it pro the, uh, a peaceful exchange of power that is the basis of how our uh, system works. Right. That the fact that, oh my God, we survived an insurrection. Um, because look at this, the rightful winner of the election is coming in for inauguration. However, uh, the, 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 there is definitely folks on the right who jumped on her for being um, 
biased in some way and the New York Times caved and fired her and 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 then people doxed she got doxed and and awful things happened and it, it pisses me off yeah that sucks I don't that's uh, horrible I'm in such an angry mood, Gugs. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we started out with like, hey, Alamo closed, it froze, and Abbott opened up the state. How you doing? <laughs> a lot of negativity in the yeah. air. Your wife has uh, been posting stuff about you, Owen. Hey, how's life? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Texas has just been through a lot. It's okay. All right, yeah. here's my next question. That was a great answer, Owen. Oh, you really, oh, yeah. really nailed that one. Um, do you worry about your childish co-host? That's the name of a show, another podcast that Allison has. I'm not calling her co-host <laughs> childish. The show's called Childish because uh, it's about parenting because they both have kids. Oh, uh, His name is Greg Fitzsimmons. Yeah. And I wanted to ask Allison if she worries about him going out on the road and playing clubs right now because that – that is something that he's doing. How do you feel about it, Owen? Uh, about about him doing doing stand up. About comedians traveling right now, doing yeah. shows indoors with audiences. I mean, they do like you know they supposedly have a lower, um, you know, they lower capacity, but it's still people milling about in a room with the ceiling. So. So, you know, you know, Doug, that we've been doing Master Pancake shows and we're just getting around to the year anniversary uh, of doing um, online shows where we either like uh, on, on Twitch uh, at Master Pancake Theater, we either show an old show that we recorded way, way back in the day and we kind of come in and host it basically, come in in between and sort of speak and sort of joke around or we make some in front of something new. In fact, um, They've been doing uh, like every episode of Lone Star 911, <laughs> <laughs> mocking it, which is pretty brilliant. And uh, and the truth is, like, I love I love how comics have found ways to like reach audiences, sometimes bigger audiences in some cases, like it, and 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 not encourage people to come into a small space. I mean, I want to keep these uh, theaters and these clubs alive and everything, and I I really hope that happens. But man. So I, I just got my second vaccine about a week ago. So, in a, you know, in, in a few days, I'm meant to be clean. Should I go do a show which encourages a bunch of people to come into a small space because it's not, I'm not going to get affected? That just seems really irresponsible. And so, I don't know. I, who's, I, no, I, I, I do worry about it. I do worry about, what's his name? <laughs> Greg Fitzsimmons. <laughs> yes, I'm going to write him a note. I'm going to write Greg a note <laughs> today. I love you, Greg. Please reconsider this. I just, there's people that just have a confidence about like, they know, you know, I think a lot of comics, especially ones with families, when they go on the road, they're kind of, they kind of isolate themselves anyway. Yeah. You know, they're not necessarily going out to party and hang out with people. So, you know, you could do a show and go back to your hotel room and seal yourself off and get through a weekend, but all the traveling, there's so many there's so many gigs you, you, in this country that like you'd have to take more than one flight or you'd have to take a, you know, some sort of car or something when you get there. Like it's just so many different situations you have to put yourself in where you could be hurting yourself or others. So I, I, I just wish everyone could just uh, chill about it for just a little bit longer. Like, uh, you know, cause it really, they really are saying that summer could be a, a whole new ball game. If, if we go into summer, Right. Cautiously and not, not, you know, not being all hundred percent open and maskless. Yeah. yeah. Not opening up the state, Greg Abbott. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, everything you said, Doug is so right. And then the thing is like, are we're in a really crazy situation. Are you helping that situation? Not, not just yourself, even if you, there's no way you were going to get COVID, but are you helping that situation by, <laughs> encouraging an event that brings people into one's room. I, I don't know how big Greg's crowds are, but <laughs> that doesn't seem responsible. And, and it's hard because to, for Greg, he's a working comic. These clubs, they're working clubs. The government has failed, failed, failed <laughs> yeah. to, to help people in that situation. So it's not all Greg's responsibility and all those clubs responsibility. People are suffering financially and, uh, and so that sucks. Uh, but it's like one of those questions of like, hey, when the pandemic hit, were you part of the solution that 
save lives or were you part of the problem that spread a virus? Yeah, and uh, and people don't necessarily know if they, you know, people, uh, there's so many people that go to super spreader events and then they can walk away saying, I didn't get it. So what's the, you know, it must not be that big of a deal. And it's like, well, you, you know, for whatever reason you lucked out, right. but uh, it doesn't mean that uh, there wasn't a lot of death all around you. Yeah. Uh, we just don't know when we, when these things happen, but they, you know, they certainly notice spikes in the, uh, you know, the hospitals and stuff after, after super spreader events. Yeah. Um, Spring break's coming up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is I, I just, I, I feel sorry for young people because I get it. You don't feel yeah. like you're going to live forever necessarily. You know, you don't feel like, you, you know, you don't, you don't feel like you're going to get so many shots at spring break. You know, you only get yeah. like, you know, four to six or seven years of college or whatever it is. So, uh, you know, it's a big deal to people. It's just like this last year, what really bummed me out was that people are really, really have to do their traditions and their holidays. Yeah. yeah. They have to stick to all that shit. I just don't know why we couldn't put a pin in it for one year. Why did people have to get, to, why couldn't people not get together for Thanksgiving just one time? Yeah. That's all it would have taken. But instead everybody gets together and December sucked, and then they all get together for Christmas and New Year's. Isn't it's that weird, too? It's, it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's not even that great. I mean, you know, most years we're complaining. like, oh, God, I got to get together with my family for Thanksgiving. Yeah. This yeah. year we got a great excuse. Especially this year with politics, you know, so combatant, you know, like who wants to be around families right now? It's not a good situation. <laughs> right. This is a perfect year to take a year off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody arguing over mass and never, oh God, forget it. Uh, All right, next question. All right. Having started your writing career in high school, was there a journalism icon you looked up to at the time to push you in that direction? <laughs> Where, is this, this is not for me again, right? Right, right. This is the last one, I, I believe. I got one more. I have one more for Allison and then. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I started in middle school, so Allison. <laughs> Was uh, late a late bloomer. Late bloomer. <laughs> uh, now I gotta think. You know, I mean, I, I it wasn't a journalist. I really liked Poe, which is so lame. <laughs> I was a big Edgar Allan Poe, and I would just write imitation Edgar Allan Poe stories. Like I didn't discover Vonnegut, Kurt Vonnegut, until college. I, so I was the late bloomer. But like, so the wildest thing I was reading in Friendswood, Texas, was like, ooh, Poe. So I'd always have like stories with like dead cats dying and not dead cats dying because that would be redundant <laughs> um but like i always have like cats whispering uh to people and then my, my first like short story that was like oh this is my first adult short story it was all, all about a guy having working at a morgue and having sex with the bodies oh my uh, god that, that was my like oh this is what i want to do i want to write story and i remember reading it to my parents like mom dad i want to read you something <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I, 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 I have a feeling Allison would have answered differently. I think so. Yeah. I was just going to say. <laughs> but that's what makes this fun. Totally different way. Yeah. With her. Um, all right. One more final question. Um, you play Lady Gooseberry on Fantasy Hospital. Wait, that's not a question. Let me. Let me phrase it as a question. You play Lady Gooseberry on Fantasy Hospital? <laughs> I do. I do. I don't think of it as play. I think of it as exist as. Hmm. Okay. See, that's, uh, that's fun when you, know, when you ask somebody 10 questions and you go out on one that's just like a short, yeah. elegant answer. <laughs> but now here's the bad news, Owen. We don't have time for your questions. Oh, no. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a funny show, Doug? If every week we just burn the person by saying we don't have time for their questions. And then we just ask their questions to the next person. <laughs> and eventually you'd like you be like, this is a question from a guest three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, well, it already, this is already from uh, two weeks ago because okay. we, do, we do three shows a month. Uh, so we have uh, one week off. And so it's been a couple weeks since Allison was here. But uh, thank you for filling in the blanks uh, with uh, her questions. And we do, of course, want to get to as many of your questions as we can with the time remaining. 
Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll do it. Okay. All right. These are the you questions. Between okay. playing uh, asparagus and either uh, a character named Meatball, Meatball versus asparagus, which one did you have uh, more fun with as a food? Doug, you're going to have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you have IMDb credits as asparagus and also as Meatball. Of the two foods you played or characters named after food, which one was funner? I, I don't, I remember being asparagus. I was a serial killer named asparagus. I don't remember playing meatball. So clearly <laughs> I had more fun playing you meatball. Probably, you probably don't remember playing meatball because when you played asparagus, your pee stank for a day or two. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I'm going to oh, actually, does it, does the asparagus pee, does that, does it smell better or worse than, normal urine smell i think it's just shocking every time yeah so it's just amplified urine smell yeah yeah it's rememberable it's yeah it's, it's remarkable like, i'll eat asparagus and forget and every time i'm shocked oh my god <laughs> does that happen that happens even worse with beets oh god yeah that's not i don't experience that when you're like oh my god i'm dying <laughs> I'm pissing yeah, blood. You have bloody, you have bloody poops when you eat beets. Bloody and bloody pee. It's all bloody. Oh, the pee comes out red. Yeah, ah, yeah. It's horrifying. Oh man, I'm so glad I don't like beets. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Then you, then you're like, no, I'm okay. I'm still alive. I'm not dying, and you feel great. I heard <laughs> that you pee red if you wear Dr. Dre's headphones. <laughs> 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 They're called beets, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it took me a second. I was worried that I was making a joke that made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joel, you ready for my first question? Yes. This is a this is a pick one scenario. I'm gonna give you three things and you pick one. Okay. Joel Edgerton, Taryn Edgerton, or Bridgerton on Netflix. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pick Taryn Edgerton. Any particular reason? Uh, I, I just, two days ago, I got a message from somebody on Facebook, like uh, a personal message saying, hey, do you, are you related to Taron Edgerton? He's in movies like Rocket Man. And, and I wrote back and I said, well, he doesn't come to family reunions. And then <laughs> she wrote back and it was very sweet. She's like, you should check him out. Here's some of the other movies he's in. He's a very good actor. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm aware oh of who Taryn Edgerton is. <laughs> Sounds like she's in love and was hoping to get to him through you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's I think it's true. Much more a much more successful Edgerton. I like his movie um, Eddie the Eagle. I like him in that a lot. Oh, that's right. Um, I mean, I think he's always good. I, I really Rock Rocket Man is. Rocket Man got totally boned by Bohemian Rhapsody coming out first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Interesting verb to use there, but yes. <laughs> uh, okay, your turn, Doug. All right. Similar choice style. Favorite Pop-Tart flavor? Very <laughs> difficult question. Cherry, chocolate, cinnamon, or other? Cherry. Wow, instant. Yeah. Didn't even yeah, have to I mean, think about it. Right. I mean, s'mores is a second, which would fall into other. Ooh, but, that's uh, a good one, too. But man, oh. like, I love a cherry pop tart that, like, not a cooked one. We don't need a toaster. Just right out of that <laughs> piece of tinfoil. With a Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird that, like, so much pop tart eating is just straight up just eating them without heating them up? I, I think it's yeah, like. I'm all for it. Me, too. I think it feels like you're breaking the rules, you know, it adds a little taboo to it. <laughs> Wild man. I don't know though. The outer edge is more fun to me when it's been cooked and it's like maybe even a little burnt. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that outer edge otherwise is not very fun. I'll, I'll pick it apart sometime. Yeah, you just start to get through it, but you still yeah. eat it because it's a Pop-Tart. Yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna throw out part of a Pop-Tart. No. Right. no. But that would be a fun hors d'oeuvre is to cut Pop-Tarts into like, each one into six pieces. Oh. And then put little sticks in them. Oh. <laughs> Doug, that is oh, such man. a good idea. That's yeah. a great party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. That was a great answer. Your turn, Doug. 
Oh no, your turn. That was me. I I swear I like that question so much I thought I asked it. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours, by the way, DB? Do you have a favorite? Oh, um, well, that's tough because I, you know, I generally stay away from them. And there's like a um, uh, where I live, there's a vending machine that has them, oh. and uh, but they don't, you know, they don't change up the flavor that much, so it's easy for me to like, you know, resist it because I, because I've been when I walk down that aisle in the store, there's a few flavors I haven't even tried yet, and that is so, so tempting. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, to have pop-tart flavors you haven't even experienced yet uh, but i'm the same way about like i've never liked a, a, an oreo that isn't just traditional oreo flavor but i yeah, want to yeah. try as many of them as possible isn't there like i'll maybe... still ultimately just like the oreo regular style the best oh i'm with you like double stuff it's like no no you got it right the first time yeah. Uh, yeah. And they just got like, you know, golden and pink and green, like they're going crazy with it. Although, you know, that kind of adding a minty flavor. So it's more like a Girl Scout. Uh, Peanut butter's okay. Thin mint, that's pretty good. Yeah. But that's yeah. the other thing I just, you know, now they're pushing Reese's is making an all peanut butter Reese's cup. What? And it's what? like, I appreciate the peanut butter because of it being offset by the chocolate. I think just yeah. eating, eating the peanut butter flavor is just gonna make you feel like you're missing something. What, how does it, how does the peanut butter know where to stay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, it's, it's a messy candy. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's like a roll of toothpaste with, with that peanut butter inside. <laughs> All right, here's my next question. Of all the actors who have ever been, <clears throat> excuse me, of all the actors who have ever been on the show Happy Days, who would you want to work with the most? Oh, the most. Oh, because I worked with one of them. Oh, is that why you're Which asking one? that? I worked with uh, 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 Ralph, uh, <laughs> Don Most, Don Most. Took me a minute. <laughs> yeah, his name is Donnie Most. That's why I asked him that. Oh, <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> that was so funny. I think you all came close to almost saying someone else from Happy Days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I well, Don Most is still is still the one. I would yeah. I, he, I'd work with him again any day. Yeah, he's in your movie Follow, and uh, you know, I mean, it's a tough break when you play a character as indelible as Ralph Mouth. Uh, that you know he hasn't done a lot of things since happy days but uh, uh i think it's cool that he's in your movie you know what he does but though he's like a jazz singer so Whoa. like yeah so he he actually put out an album back in the 70s when happy days was huge and it's kind of like a it's it, it's kind of fun it's like a, a pop album but but he's been doing like um jazz music as a jazz vocalist and he'll go to new york and go to clubs and uh and and he's he's pretty great um and and just really really good so that's been super cool i think that's a big big thing he loves to do fair enough yeah good old donnie most donnie most i yeah. think when he when he sings he's don most that makes sense <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense he, i'm he's sure donnie think... quote unquote don most yeah <laughs> yeah do you uh in the credits of your movie he's called don most Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, yeah, he probably dropped the Donnie professionally pretty soon after he's realized he wasn't getting a lot of work after happy days. Yeah. Yeah. And to be a jazz, jazz singer, you don't want to be walking around with a name like Donnie. Yeah. More of a <laughs> Don. Gotta be more cool. Yeah. Donnie would be more smooth jazz. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Donnie would be more jazz. People don't want to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I, to me, smooth jazz is just like, I don't like jazz. I'm going to, let's just completely ruin it, but still leave the word jazz in there. <laughs> you mean like, you, you think it's a conspiracy to ruin jazz is like, we're going to pose as jazz and make movie that music that's so crappy that people will hate jazz. No, I think that they really thought, you know what? People would like jazz if it wasn't jazz. Let's do something else and call it jazz. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's the you know what i mean it's the complication the, the jazz music's so complicated and you know 
Paul F. Tompkins he had a bit about, you know, how like, you know, they, the jazz musicians will play notes and look at each other like it was a really clever note. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're in the audience going, I feel stupid. <laughs> I know uh, <laughs> whose turn is it? Is your turn, Doug? My turn. Uh, I haven't, okay, I'll go with this guy. Because you co-wrote the film Freebirds, you're a writer on Freebirds, uh, when you eat at the Austin Institution Freebirds burritos, what constitutes a perfect burrito for you? Wow. It was a long walk. That was a mouthful. I'm, these are getting wordy. I don't know why. Uh, perfect burrito. Uh, perfect burrito is a breakfast taco. I don't want to mess with burritos. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was a nice beer. Yeah. <laughs> you zigged when I zagged. No burrito, breakfast taco. But yeah. who's going to argue against a breakfast taco? Right, right, exactly. Perfect food. So what's what's your favorite breakfast taco then? Oh, I'm what's I'm a bacon, to? eggs, and cheese. I keep it. There you go. Yeah. Can't mess. I it. um, you know, whenever I visit Austin, it's like uh, you know breakfast tacos, you know, every day for breakfast, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, I love the bacon one, but I'm, you know, trying to, you know, eat less bacon, Yeah. Uh, uh, but I just can't do a, a you know, the, the sausage one is okay. You know, I like sausage. Okay. in a burrito, a breakfast burrito or taco, but, um, the, the one where it's just potatoes and cheese in a, uh, I don't get what they're doing there. Too dry for me. Even if you load up on sauce, it's just. It's just, yeah, yeah. I guess it's. I guess that one is for people that are going to put hot sauce on it or something. Yeah, it's a bit of a mystery. I, you know, <laughs> you should try uh, egg and chorizo. Oh yeah, yeah, it's chorizo is awesome. Worth it. Yeah, chorizo is <laughs> real good. Yeah. The last time I was in uh, Austin, you know, right when I was there, because you know. I thought that there might be some sort of way to do some sort of shows during South by last year, even though the event was canceled. Yeah. So I just, I had a flight there and a free hotel room. So I just went anyway. Then, you know, then once I got there, found out that South by didn't want to pay for the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't, I guess I can't blame them, but also it was, it was, it all went down kind of last kinda minute. fast. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I, uh, you know, I managed to do some things there. I got to perform at Cap City a couple more times before it eventually succumbed and uh, closed down. And um, but I, I brought this up just because, uh, you know, now of course I walk around downtown Austin all the time without really having a great, great firm grasp of what all the streets are. But on Congress, um, there is Congress in like Seventh, uh, maybe. Um, there is, um, an element hotel. Yeah. It's element slash. It's like, you know, one of those ones that's two, that's two brands in one hotel, which is so funny. Cause when you get out the elevator, you walk, you know, at, at your floor, you walk in one direction for one brand hotel and one direction for the other, Whoa. but they're, you know, they're still on the same floor together. <laughs> but when we were there, they had already closed one of the two hotels. So we're staying at like a half open hotel and there were hardly any guests there. But one of the perks was that they gave us, uh, you know, we got a free breakfast sandwich at the uh, bar restaurant downstairs in the lobby. So all I'm saying is if you're ever in Austin, Texas, go to the Element Hotel on Congress, go to the little <laughs> restaurant inside and get their breakfast sandwich. It is so good. I think it's on a brioche bun and just really fluffy eggs and whatever your meat choice is. And uh, yeah, those are delicious. I am, I am looking forward to that. That sounds, yeah. yeah. Next time you're downtown, uh, pop by there. All right. Yeah. I think we have time for, uh, we can get one more question in, I think. All right. But it's so exciting, Owen, because we'll ask the rest of your questions to whoever we have on the show next week. It's also a way that we, for us to, you know, trick our guests into listening to the next episode. <laughs> we really like to pump up those numbers by one. I bet they'll give a, a better answer than I will, whoever's next. That's my guess. No, you've had some it's, great answers. It's, uh, it's always hard to know. Uh, but I need you to be honest with this one. Okay. Which movie is better? 
Hellfest or Bloodfest? <laughs> I already made an enemy of Greg. <laughs> for, 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 I can't say that. Um, well, we should explain to everybody that might not know that you directed one of those. Yes. <laughs> and I, you know, I, 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 and I've seen your movie and I liked your movie, but I also, you know, I still in my head confuse it all the time. I, I confuse the two movies. Yeah, I've done that uh, too. Because they came out the same year. Yeah. And they're both fests. But uh, you can't just say, I, I thought you'd just say, well, mine, uh, my movie's better. Oh, yes. I think I can get away with that. Oh, hell yeah. It's yeah. blood fest or no fest. Whoa. <laughs> it, was, it was actually kind of fun. I mean, of course, like uh, Hellfest had like, a, you know, a bigger release and everything. And ours came out like just a little bit before. And, but there was a lot of people like, online were like, oh God, how Hellfest ripped off Bloodfest. And it was almost as if people were th thought that uh, Greg Plotkin, who, who was the director of Hellfest, had like seen Bloodfest and thought, I can do that. And then a month later had a movie come out. <laughs> like people, people had big conspiracies, but I actually got a nice like note from Gregory Plotkin. He was like, he wrote me, he was like, hey, I think our movies are forever wed together. And I just want you to know, I saw it last night. I really liked it. And here's to, yeah. And so we're, we're all in good terms, but it, it might be fun for at some point for us to like have a public fist to cuffs and uh, get a little publicity for our films. Oh, I was going to say just to have a double feature and then have everybody vote after. <laughs> well, Showtime, <laughs> they've both got picked up by Showtime. So Showtime was showing them as a double feature for a while. Oh, that's uh, fun. Yeah. It's like it's like your one movie ends and then like okay restart. What if what if somebody else did a movie about amusement park that's it's fucked up. Uh, yeah. All right, but you can. So is that? Uh, do you think there's uh, your movie streaming anywhere right now? Yeah, yeah. My it's, I think it's still on Showtime, but it just came on Amazon Prime actually. Someone oh, just perfect. So yeah, Bloodfest just came on Amazon Prime, and and Mercy Black is still uh, out there on. Um, on Netflix. Great. Everybody watch both of those movies. Uh, another friend of all of my shows, Noah Segan, works with you. Yeah. He was in uh, Follow with Don, Don, Donald, the Don, the Don. Donnie. Donnie Most. not in every one of your movies, though, is he? No, no. Because <laughs> you know how Noah Segan is in every Ryan Johnson movie? Yes. <laughs> So he's uh, he's too busy doing those to be in every one of your movies. I, I maybe so, maybe so. I know. I mean, he's he's been a good luck charm for Ryan. It's working out okay. <laughs> yeah, it really has worked out for them. Yeah. Um. And and he's like he's really funny and knives out. It's like such a spectacular cast, and then he's he he stands out. Yeah. Right. Man, yeah. I love I love knives out. I thought yeah, it was great. so good. Yeah, I really would like. I mean, I don't know how you set it up so that you know, two different detectives have to show up and solve another crime. But I love that dynamic of Lakeith Stanfield and, uh, and Daniel Craig, but, you know, both trying to solve the same mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, Daniel Craig's just too, too smart for everybody. Um, I loved everything about that movie, like that movie was so like, like a delicious movie. You know, I just wanted to like, Ooh, I just want to, you know, when you watch a movie and you kind of want to live in the movie, Yes. <laughs> I want to be in that house. I want to go hang out and I want to go to that guy's old party. And <laughs> it's good. <laughs> well, I hope we can hang out again uh, sometime soon. And uh, please come back to, uh, you know, Doug Loves Movies when you uh, have another movie coming out or Doug Loves Books. I'll start that up if you have another book coming out. <laughs> I appreciate and, uh, that. And, uh, but it's, it's been a pleasure talking to you, dude. Yeah. Likewise to, to both of you guys. It, it's, it's, this has been a, a great way to spend the afternoon. And, um, how do we usually end the show, Doug? Uh, we have a title. Oh, we have to come up with a, oh, I got one. Yeah. yeah. I got one. This, we'll call this episode Doug Fest. Or should we call it Owen Fest? <laughs> I mean, isn't it kind of like you, you guys are two people with nearly the same name. No one's asking you, which is the better Doug? <laughs> and you came on and asked me, which is the better Fest? See, it's hard. Oh, yeah. 
But now that you mention it, I am going to ask all of our guests who's the better Doug. Oh. <laughs> now that I realize that's something I can ask people. Um, all right. So let's just call it, as always, Doug Fest. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>